The Adjacency is a podcast about podcasts, comprised of recorded phone conversations between friends. The views expressed on this show do not reflect the views of the shows we recap. We are listeners just like you, and we hope this holds you over until the next episode of whatever we are all currently listening to. We share a lot of laughs on this show, but we also understand the seriousness of the cases being covered, and we truly want justice to be served for the victims and their families. My family, my kid, my wife has been sick for two weeks, and my Ugh. kids, my kids have had the sniffles and the coughs, and I've just been talking shit to them. Like, you guys don't fucking have any. Even have white blood cells. And then yesterday it hit me and they, they started ragging me for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I feel like shit. And Tori's like, oh, okay. You've been talking all that bullshit for the last two weeks and this is how it feels. <laughs> I came to tell you something, get the basic drum or something. It's safe to say I'm on to something, something came from nothing. You think this rap is tough shit, I just rhyme like 60-something times with the word something And we still don't have no topic for discussion, ain't that something, something hit me in my REM The same motherfuckers that you've already talked to, and you didn't gain any ground And this girl is, is out there, missing or dead, you know? Yeah and you're going to keep going back to Sam just because that tweaker fucking said he was involved? I don't know. Well, there's only one thing he needs to do if he wants to find someone new. And you just go knock on Vernon's door. That's true. I mean, hey, Vernon, who else have you not told us that had a fucking knife at her throat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, like, just give me a couple oh. more names, man. A couple more cousins. Yeah, like, come on, dude. Quit trying to blame it on your fucking drunk buddy up in the mountains. And why haven't they looked in the lake yet? Why haven't they looked in the lake? Why does she? Why did she say I'm not doing anything until they look in the lake? Like she was gonna do something. That did give her a little credibility, though. Did it? I mean, kinda to me. Because she thinks that. Someone dumped her in the lake? No, just the fact that she's like, I'll work with you and cooperate if you can get someone to look in that lake. They're going to go look in the lake and there's not going to be anybody in there except for fucking scalps in the whole face. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only dead body in the lake. I know one thing. They should have done that like in the summer because it's about to get cold up there, you know? Oh, I bet you Payne being from Atlanta, him and his crew are probably looking at each other each morning that they get up and get their coffee and go, fuck. Oh, my God. They're like, it is we... fucking frisk up here already. Yeah, he's like, we should have picked that case down in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, or just started this investigation in the spring. <laughs> yeah, bad timing, guys. Well, and whatever happened to Leo Wagner? Wasn't he going to follow up on that? I didn't hear anything about old Leo. Yeah, he, made, he made a big statement, too. It was like, it, it, I will pursue the Wagner case. Like, oh, shit, man. 
remember because we talked about it it's like does he really have an i don't have enough time to investigate murders so i don't know how he does right um and someone is going to get rigged because now you're going to be looking for one while the other one is fucking not being looked for yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's just no Leo. So what? Is the next episode just going to be like a curveball? It's like, all right, we're done talking to these dudes, and we're going to go try to find Leo now. What? I am. We haven't heard him. We haven't heard one thing about Leo lately. Uh-uh. There's no evidence. There's no talking about anybody. The only person that's even talked about it is Bernie. I don't know, dude. The thing about this one, like, versus the last ones, like, everyone pretty much knew that Catfish and Buddies were involved, right? Like, everyone was like, yeah, it's this guy for sure. We just got to figure yeah. out how to pin it on him. Right. This one, you really don't know. True. Like, yeah, I don't know. Don't, I don't know which one it is. I, I'm leaning towards he and, and her husband. Even after her phone call on this episode? What phone call? Well, she blocked him and then she unblocked him. So uh-huh. if you're guilty, right, you have something to do with it. Do you unblock and actually answer the phone and talk to him? Um, yeah, because you're sitting there going, now he knows you're guilty because you just blocked him. Maybe it was that mean aunt that was talking to her there before. I was like, dude. <laughs> Unblock him. You're making it worse on yourself. Hey, hold on real quick. What? On the phone. I'm trying to solve a case here. I think this was a easier move to block and unblock than it is to never block or permanently block. Okay. To do the switch is more guilty, in my opinion. My question is, is by the time all that happened, her conversation with Payne and unblocking him, was the podcast already out? Or did all of that happen before? Because when the podcast is out, people kind of want to be on the podcast. Like, let's not get, like, if they figure out, like, oh, this is a huge podcast, I'm about to call in and get on this show. You know what I mean? Like... But I I don't know if they knew yet. Like, when was that conversation between (laughs) Payne? I don't know. Since September 1st? Because September 1st is when the podcast... We always always get rigged on timelines because they have to go and start and get further than what they are, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like they they can... I mean, he doesn't have to tell us the timeline of when he's recording. Right, and it rigs up hard because we're so goddamn good at this that we we should jump to conclusions because we think yeah. that it's a different time frame. Yeah, if he'd just be up front with us, we'll solve it for him. If they would ever, ever just tell us the fucking truth, <laughs> we would get down to something here. But she she was like, I think Sam was jealous, which I can see. That, that that made sense for sure. I think Sam was jealous that she was going back and forth with D Dog and <laughs> she told him Hey man, I thought about this this morning too. How old 
because like now they're making everything all racially cool and and <laughs> and, and uh, sexually cool. How old do you think the oldest gay dude is? Like uh, 64, 65? Nah, by now, there's definitely... Yeah, because I look at it like, dude, they, like I see these old essays here around here, and there's no way they're putting up with any of this bullshit. There's definitely some 70-year-olds for sure. No way. No way. Do you think uh, there's any 80-year-old? Could be. That could be a podcast in itself. Well, because I'm trying to date this. Is that when gluten started? I mean, I'm looking for time frames here. Uh, yeah, yeah. People be in other people's pools. People see what other people do and do it too. People, people look like you. And people look like Mario Van Peoples. People peeping at you through a peephole. Peeping, people on my penis. Probed her at the zenith so she keep it like a secret. Stay tuned for the next recap episode of Up and Vanish Season 3, as well as a full season recap of To Live and Die in L.A. Season 2. Be sure to subscribe to The Adjacency wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Adjacency.